United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Cross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Cross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects perfect um i wanted to share this tweet that i read i know we've talked about it but it's important to me um it's hey what's up my name's noelle and this tweet from diet meredith says my dad just texted quote can you give me a call end quote so he either wants to say hi or my whole family is dead could be both dude when i tell you the other day I went upstairs and Oliver said, when you get downstairs, we need to talk. My Fitbit clocked a workout, <laughs> which it does often. Like, I've sent you things before where I'm like, my heart rate. Mm-hmm. And I scuttle downstairs. I'm like, what? what is it? What is it? What is it? And he goes, our rug is going to deliver soon. <laughs> he did that on purpose, dog. There's I was like, no way. I was like, you stupid son purpose. of a bitch. I think he did because, like... He knows that I get, like, worried about anything. I constantly have dreams where he's super mean to me. Um, but our rug did deliver, and it's awesome. It's I did just, see it. It's yeah. a nice little Star Wars rug. It looks like an Afghan rug, but it has little it's heads. It's tricky because you have to look closely, but those who yeah. look closely will be rewarded with precious, precious Star Wars. Um, but much... My dad... Does your family do the same thing? My sister will be like, call me. Yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck is it? Because... The, the trauma of my family being like, call me, usually is when like a family member has died. So mm-hmm. I call, and Becca will be like, I want to go to the wood store. Do you want to craft today? I'm like, why did you fucking text it? Dude. Why did you just I, text? Literally, the ways in which, also, that's Chelsea. Oh, yeah, um, I'm Chelsea. I'm nervous all the time. Well, it's valid, though, because you get the one text that's call me, and then you call, and it's the worst news, and then that validates forever, yeah, forever and yep. ever and ever and ever, and so it's always my stupid fucking dad, and he's always like, call, call me in the middle yep. of the day, and then I text, and I go, what's up? Just call me, and I'm like, what? yeah, what? Same. Our phones tapped? What the fuck? Yeah. The fuck are you on? Just tell me here, bitch. It's like him wanting to know what the Netflix password is. Oh, did I tell you the last time he did it to me? The last time he did it to me, it was like fucking one in the morning. And he was like, call me. And I'm like, a terrible accident has happened. Yeah, So there's I immediately no call him. I immediately call him. And he's drunk with his friend. He's like, we saw Black Widow. Uh, have you seen it yet? And I was like, I'm going to kill you. Oh. I'm going to kill you. My, yep. My dad will do the same thing. And I don't understand. It's like literally never anything important. No. It's like, I don't know the Netflix password or do you think they have coats on sale at the store today? I'm like, what store? <laughs> Look it up. I'm like, you have the world. You have Google at your fingertips the same way I do. Yeah. We have the same information. <laughs> but it's always like, I just, I, do they know? Like, what's the deal? Because every conversation where my dad has said, call me, and I thought that my entire family has died could have been a conversation in text yeah. messages. It's the same vibe of like this meeting could have been an email or it's like this call could have been a text. Yep. Yep. I'm like in the middle of a work day in a, in a zoom meeting and I get a call mm-hmm. me and now I'm having heart palpitations for 45 minutes. Yep. And for what? Cause he can't figure out how to update his iPhone. Yeah. 
because he wants no. he wants to know like if the iPad that he already purchased that doesn't have a return policy is good. Yeah. <laughs> I had to give my mom a step by step with screenshots that were marked and highlighted on how to turn Twitter notifications off. I might need that, so just send me those screenshots. Oh my god. Um, she I, I so she sent me a screenshot of her email, which both her and my dad share. Also, they're back. They're on that AOL game. I have told them. I was like, your information is not secure. You have an AOL fucking email account. And they like, for sure, like they use the AOL search browser. Like, oh, I that's just bad. Am, like, okay. The search. I still have an AOL email from my youth. But they're but like, you know, primary. they log into AOL.com. I check their email and it has like a front page and you can search through it. Yeah. That, they use that all the time. And I'm like, this is why your credit card information has been stolen four times. Amy. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so they share this email. It's the email they have for everything and have had since the internet was literally invented. I'm not lying. And um, they get, they get uh, email notifications Every time, like, one out of the five people my mom follows on her dog Twitter yeah, tweet out something. And unfortunately, that most recently happened to be my ex. And so my parents open their email, and it's a picture. It's like a sentence and a picture of my ex, and they go, why is this happening to us? <laughs> They're like, should I call him right now? Should and I'm I do like, the most? Oh my god! And then so I look at the screenshot she sent me, and I'm like, y- "This is a Twitter notification. You are getting these every time these people tweet, every single time." And she's like, "Bye. How do I make it stop? I don't want to <laughs> see him." And I'm like, "This is like she's making it sound like it's been a personal attack. Yeah. Like he I created get my an email. Yeah. And he was like, "Dear Amy, so <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna make fuck? a nonsensical tweet that has nothing to do with she you." She felt like it was a personal attack, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So I had to show her how to turn notifications uh. off. Anyway, parents shouldn't have the internet, and I'll die on that hill. Um. I think I've so like my parents did not have cable or like high speed internet growing up. We were very much like the only thirteen channels family with dial up well into my college years. Mm-hmm. My my dad finally got high speed internet and actually got cable, and I came home to him watching infomercials about knives. <laughs> and I, I like the world is at your fingertips, and now he just watches YouTube tutorials yeah. on like how to clean a knife. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, parents and toddlers (laughs) almost have the same type of internet experience. But toddlers are better at the internet. Yeah, toddlers know how to work an iPad. Yeah, yeah, that's it. (laughs) But they're both just on YouTube watching the same 20-minute video over and over and over and over again. Yeah, I'll open up his... I'll open up his computer when I'm at his house, like his laptop, and, like, all of his tabs will be open. And it'll be, like specs of a 2001 jeep wrangler and like road trip maps mm-hmm. it's like oh okay like it's i don't understand it's just like the preciousness of their innocence but at the same time like victims of fox news uh, a thousand percent i'm a like why can't you percent. just why can't you just google why can't you just google new re- news resources while you're at it nope it's like i almost feel that um parents should have to go through especially if they weren't raised with the internet they had to become late adopters if you will 
Yeah. Um, because same, we had a family computer that was in my parents' room that was on dial-up until we moved out of California, which was when I graduated high school. So peace and love. Um, I know the struggle, babes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like they should have to take a test that like shows them internet safety how to identify suspicious links and yes. hacker links. Yes. Um, how yes. to check a source on a yes. article that you're reading. How to read a URL and to make sure you're not getting fished. I don't want my sister listens to podcasts pretty regularly. So Becca, I'm sorry. I fear for her Facebook experience because she just recently got one, and I had to tell her to stop sharing memes of minions. I was like, you got to fucking stop it right now. She's like, they're funny. And it'll be oh like a minion that's like, you say bitch like it's a bad thing. And I'm like, dude, you got to stop. <laughs> and she ordered oh a targeted God. ad that was like, my name's Becca. I like to cuss and I like to ride in cars and drink beer. And I was born in May. And it's like one of those shirts that she fucking ordered it. And Hell I'm pretty yeah. sure it came and it was just pure plastic. Hell like, it yeah. smells weird. And I'm like, stop buying. <laughs> I'm like, don't buy that. Dude, I the Facebook targeted cool. ad shirts are fucking incredible. <laughs> and she bought one. God, so she's she like, how is, do they know? She's literally Facebook's demographic, dude. Like, it's, minion it's, memes and yeah. targeted ads, baby. It's, um, I worry for her. Because she'll, like... She's also, like, told me, like, horrific news that she's seen on Facebook. She's like, oh, God. did you hear about all the dogs that were skinned alive and eaten? I'm like, what the fuck? And I Google it, and it's, like, hoax sweeping yeah. Facebook. And I'm like, ah! Like, don't read stuff on Facebook anymore. Dude, well, the biggest bare-knuckle brawl, verbally, unfortunately, that my father and I ever got into when was when he shared, like, a... um some crazy fucking article it wasn't it was pre-covid but it was something wacky fucking wheels and i just clicked the original page that it came from and it was a facebook page that was all about like it was essentially Infowars. they had like the sandy hook is a lie in their banner and I have never slam dunked so fucking hard on uh, my dad. I Because, like, it doesn't matter how right he thinks he is in whatever article he shared. The fact that it came from a page that actively called the parents of uh, victims of a fucking mass shooting to be like, show me your kid. He's not dead. Like, you're always right. You're always right. And I was just like on fucking mount everest like yeah you're an idiot <laughs> like so you gotta get a we talked about this a little bit in patreon but you gotta get them sometimes you um, do have to get them sometimes else they don't learn yeah like it's the the oven is hot bitch you keep mm-hmm. touching it yeah i feel you um and i know people like might think we're uh, hypocritical because of my love of alex jones but i'm not going to explain that here and now because you'll never oh understand yeah. it's um, not it's not worth it i'm that, also not demanding to see corpses of children so um when facebook put that like where you could click an article that was like fact check this and then it would like put that gray sheet over it that's like this has been proven fake yeah i would just sit um i would just just get them all. Sit on my dad's Facebook and be like, I mean, fucking report them all. My father not having a Facebook is how I know God is real because I never would be able to handle it. I would, 
the fact that my sister got one like this year, uh-huh. I'm shocked. Oh, it um, puts me through men- it puts me through full blown meltdowns numerous times a day. Yeah, and I'll just like. I love my dad to death. He's a great guy. But I'll see some things he posts, and I share it to my mom, and I go, if we all come together, we can put him in a home, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Conservatorship. We learned how to do it to Brittany. We can do it to our father. (laughs) We can do it. Like, seriously. Um, No, I feel you, man. It's scary to have... But, like, with your dad, his age explains it. My sister's not that much older than me. Yeah, but you guys grew up in, like, Dickskin, Utah. Yeah, she was also, like, growing up on the internet is very... I grew up on the internet. I was lucky to be part of that, where I got exposure. And I learned this shit early. Um, But you know what? I gotta let her crawl before Mm -hmm. she can learn to walk. So the fact that she ordered a shirt and shared some minion memes... I mean, you're just a you step ahead of her with your fucking Harry Potter bullshit. Yeah. So, um, you know. Harry Potter's, like, really good, though. I watched a TikTok, speaking of which, and it was like, your Harry Potter house is how you handle, like, confrontation. So, like, yeah, Hufflepuffs I bet try that's to a TikTok friend. that you watch yeah, and Hufflepuffs liked. try to friend their way out of it. Gryffindors try to, like, fight their way out of it. Slytherins try to, like, destroy their way out of it. Uh, and Ravenclaws try to think their way out of it. And I was like, oh, shit. I bet that resonated with you. It did. I was like, such a fucking Gryffindor, dude. Noel's such a fucking Slytherin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you share it on Facebook, too? I didn't. I don't Whoa. even think I liked it on... Oh, um, hashtag Gryffindor things. Yeah. I don't even think I liked it on TikTok, because ever since I found out that your TikTok likes are public... They don't have to be. You can make them private. No. I'm not afraid. But then I also look through all the different things I like, and I'm like, the chaos and innocence, like, stupid innocence of this, of, like, watching a dog fart, and then they put music to it. Like, <laughs> and then there's also, I follow, um, I follow a very strange TikTok thread, of, or, I guess, conglomerate of videos where people think that they're here from a different reality. So it's like, I'll, Jesus. See, I'll see the no bones dog, and I'm like, <laughs> and then it's another person who's like, this is my universe versus yours. And then they get in real close and it always scares me real bad. Oh my God. And then I go back to like another dog and I'm like, ha <laughs> um, I am actually going to spend some time tonight looking at your liked videos. It's fine. Um, Can't wait to see talking? what's rolling around. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this fucking like going. Patreon. Oh my God. We're talking <laughs> about Sorry. demons today. Good. Yay. We just had a good fucking complaint flow going on Patreon and we had to continue it. That's like that's we were really just um, releasing the pus. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. It was like the that pressure. video. Yeah, yeah. Is the it was the pus video. It, it was, was the pus video. I just needed someone with t- like fucking toenail clippers to pull the plug <laughs> out so that <laughs> I could the die of MRSA. <laughs> oh my god, uh, that video, man. That video. You want to know something? So that video upset a lot of people, but you know what upset people even more? That video that we saw of that Russian guy getting uh, flattened out like a fucking... Dude, that, I didn't like that one. Laffy Taffy. I you didn't, didn't... When you sent um, me that video, you're like, you're you want to see some... You were like, you want to see something funny, and I said, it was yes. funny. And then you sent me this guy 
getting just panini pressed set to da, 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 da. with a lathe that's what it's called yeah. he was panini pressed to a lathe no. well to be fair i added the benny hill music because when i first saw it it had no music and i was You're like evil. you know what this you know what this requires the benny hill music and i was like sobbing like i was sobbing i've no. never seen a person be turned into a laffy taffy so quick um And the way that the person reacted to it very much needed that music. I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Everyone was very upset with me. Everyone terrible. (laughs) People wanted to see the 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 rusty toenail clippers pull pus balls out of. He died too. Why he died a hero, Noel, not a sandwich. (laughs) So did that other guy. Not artisanal bread. All right, that other guy died as a hero as well because he died as bread. He died as he died as his favorite food. <clears throat> he died Rest like a saltwater taffy being oh stretched God. out. <laughs> Let's talk about the fucking episode. Forty five anyway, minutes later. Anyway, demons. Not real oh. demons. It just so happens to be the Dover demon. It's uh, because we're talking about Bo- Boston, Massachusetts. Khakis. Yeah. Khakis. Khakis. I I can't do an accent. Um, I'm sorry. So in the spring of 1977, in a small town just 20 miles outside of Boston, Massachusetts, a strange creature terrorized the backwoods of Dover and was sighted by multiple people in the area, only to disappear just as quickly as it came. So on April 21st, 1977, 17-year-old Bill Bartlett would be the first one to come in contact with the creature. It was around 10.30 p.m. at night when Bill was driving with two friends, Andy Brody and Mike Mazaka. He was in his Volkswagen on a small road called Farm Street. And Bill recounts something catching his eye on the loose stone walls framing the road. And initially thinking that it was a dog or a cat, he focused his eyes on the movement until it eventually was illuminated by the headlights of the car. And this all happened in the split second as they were driving and the car passed the creature. Bill's world would be changed forever because in a scene straight out of a horror film in the split second that he passed the creature and it was lit up by the headlights, it turned his head and made eye contact with the terrified teenager. And Bill described this thing as more human than animal. And it reminded him of the kids with distended stomachs that you see on television Mm. um, mixed with Sarah McLaughlin music, (laughs) something like straight out of hell. You Um, know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of like some sort of like, Creature drawn for a South Park episode. It reminds me of fucking Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I could, well, just because he's like hunched over by rocks and being weird. It's very, the drawing is very simple. Um, It is, it gives, it's giving, it's, yeah, South Park. It's giving South Park to me. It's giving a kid who like tried to draw the body of a frog and then put the head of an alien on it. It, you know, it is exactly that. Like when you see those kindergarten drawings go viral and then people make them what they would realistically yeah. be and it's yeah. the most deformed demonic looking <laughs> yep. giraffe. That's what that's, this is for sure. Yeah. And its eyes were huge um and it glowed in the headlights. It had no eyelids and its eyeballs were like a very milky color that didn't reflect anything like human-esque. Um, it had more of a watermelon-shaped head, so think hot dog way, not hamburger way, like Stewie Griffin. And its eyes were sitting like massive orange marbles, front and center, like where human eyes would be. And it had an extremely thin neck with spindly arms and legs, but very large hands and feet. And it was entirely hairless, and although being like mostly gray, it had a slight peach tint to its skin. 
And Bartlett thought that the skin looked really rough in texture. He kind of got like a sandpaper vibe from it. And it had to be smaller than four feet tall. And again, in that split second, the car had passed the creature, which had been scuttling across the wall until interrupted, it froze. And since Bartlett's companions were distracted with the conversation, they had missed witnessing this nightmare entirely. Um, and in concluding the night, Bartlett, who was super shaken and afraid, they were originally on the hunt to go find beer. He decided to just call it off and he dropped his friends off at their houses and he went home to Walpole Street. And his father took one look at him and knew something was wrong and that his son was in a heap of nerves. So Bill broke down and confessed what he had seen and he sketched for his father the creature that he had seen on the walls. Which oh, is that's why the sketch is hideous. Also, based off of this script, this description, not the picture. Watch this. It's just like <laughs> someone's rescue sphinx hairless cat that's blind oh, and has got worst. like milky eyes and yeah. sandpaper sandpapery gray skin with like a tinge of color in some areas yeah that is like literally what this is and it's it's got a spindly little neck like that is this is literally like no ears yeah no ears. that's what i said it's a rescue yeah you know it was yeah. living outside got its ears bit up probably has no tail either but it was like this a little just, under four feet tall so kind of huge for a cat i mean to who to a Bill, hairless Maine coon we don't know what his deal is um Whenever I see a cat, it is also a nightmare for me, so I get it. Oh yeah, cats so, can kill Chelsea. She just yeah. doesn't she doesn't because hate animals. I don't I like there are three cats that I will go on the record that I like. Um they are Ichabod's cats. They are my stepchildren. Yeah, very stepchildren like, as in you never want to see them or speak to them or be yeah. a part of their lives. Yeah. Well, I do send them gifts on holidays from afar. I also refuse to go into their home because I can't be in their physical presence. Yeah, sounds like a stepmom. I do to me. stay updated. Yeah. Um, so, roughly an hour and a half later, um, in this same area, a 15 year old named John Baxter was just leaving his girlfriend's house to head home. And he walked for about 30 minutes before he saw someone approaching him. And since the figure was so short, John assumed it was one of his friends who had a similar stature named M.G. Bouchard and called out to him in the dark. And instead of here, I have such a wine burp that is brewing right now. I'm struggling. Get it out. I'm trying. I'm trying to swallow air and force it out. I just can't have to suffer. So instead of hearing a response, the figure in the dark stopped immediately in its tracks with such a halt that like almost didn't seem human. And it made John's hair stand up completely on end. And so he was squinting in the dark, trying to make out who was on the road with him. But since the night was overcast and they were out in the middle of nowhere, there was really barely any light to see. So John called out again, who is that? And it immediately caused this figure to go running up the opposite bank. So John, natural 15-year-old boy who lives in the sticks of Massachusetts, decided to chase it. Yeah, I hope I was hoping so. I was like, and, he better go after that motherfucker. And it was so dark that like he couldn't see where he was going. He was just following the sound of crunching leaves. And he chased the creature until it outran him into a gully. And it was only then that silhouetted against the night sky that John could see the thing that he had been chasing for the first time. And with unblinking eyes, the creature stared John down until he began to feel physically sick. And wondering what the creature might do to him just out there in the, the gully like that, John turned and ran towards the intersection of Farm Street, which, remember, is the street that Bill and his friends had been driving on. 
where a couple passing by in a car spotted the distressed teenager and gave him a ride home. And like Bill, John immediately drew what he saw. And the pictures look basically like the same person drew. Yeah, pictures. they're the same. I will say that John's is a little bit um, better. Yeah. You know, this he definitely paid attention during his yeah. art class. There's some shading into it. Yeah, absolutely. There's textures. It's mm-hmm. very nice. Also, he did a really great job of um, arrows and descriptions of yeah. what he was seeing. I just very much appreciate that. He put the date and the time in which he saw it. I just think a lot of care and love went into this sketch. Yeah. Whereas Bill, um, you know, maybe get it together. Maybe I try a little harder. John was probably still a Boy Scout. And Bill was just, he left that life behind. Yeah, it shows. And now yeah. no one believes, I choose not to believe Bill and only John. And that's <laughs> okay. totally based on yeah. the effort of the drawings. <laughs> um, so the next night, 15-year-old Abby Bram was being driven home by 18-year-old Will Tainter. Oh, that's a little, so that's oh, a little sussy. I that's made a, a little po- sussy. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm sorry, Will. Why are you hanging out with a 15-year-old? 15? At night. At night. Oh my! People may Europe. say it was the '70s, but it was still gross in the '70s, my dudes. Oh my um, god! I hope the next sentence is, and then the police pulled the car over and immediately arrested Will. No, um, what actually happened was very similar to Bill's account. Abby saw the creature only for a second, as it was illuminated by the headlights of Will's truck, and she described it as something with a large head. No facial features except for the eyes, and it was also crouching on the side of the road. Who's it, letting their 15-year-old go out with an 18-year-old man? Who's letting their kids out that late at night? Like, when I was 15, I was not allowed to just hang out at a, no. a, someone's house unless it was, like, a really good friend. Even yeah, then, like, though, like, I wasn't allowed to just be hanging out at midnight, and I definitely wasn't allowed to walk home at midnight. No, especially not. Like, uh, what? Yeah. But also, like... I, the 70s, high crime, high kidnapping time. and abduction and murder, serial killer row. Yeah. How, what a wild time. I grew up in the era of like having to be on like home when the streetlights came on. So the fact that anyone's out past 7 p.m., I'm like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Insanity. It's insanity. Insa- it's disgusting. Anyway, um, go on. I'm disgusted. Uh, yeah. So – Lauren Coleman, who is a man, uh, I felt like I needed to put that in there because it was a woman the whole time I was reading all of this, um, is a cryptozoologist based out of Portland, Maine, and initially led the investigation of the Dover Demon. And as he initially conducted the investigations of the sightings, he was struck by the fact that they all happened on or near Farm Street. And as he dove into the history of the era, uh, area, he came across some 1914 writings of Dover's earliest days about the road so quote in early times this road went around the picturesque polka rock and amid the superstitions of the age um, they thought that they saw a satanic majesty as he was riding on horseback by this secluded spot the location has long been looked upon as one in which treasures are hid but why anyone should go so far inland to hide treasures has never been told. However, there has been at times unmistakable evidence of considerable digging in the immediate vicinity of this rock. Um, I got kind of thrown by the rock mention, by the way. Yeah, but, the rock is, a, I just, so this makes a little bit more sense to me. Cause at first I was like, why are we calling this a demon? Like where they get, this looks like a weird fucking alien cryptid, but it's because mm-hmm. someone felt like they saw some Satan well, shit. 
Yeah, the the road itself does have a, a satanic history in the sense that they thought that someone saw um, Satan riding on a horse. Also, yeah, like, yeah, all all the fucking yeah. foo foo bullshit. Well, and also yeah. we've done like episodes where we've talked about crossroads, like crossroad demons, things like that. Shout out to all my supernatural fans. Even though it's not over, it lives on forever. Or even though it is over, it lives on forever in my heart. Um, and then also like people digging for treasure in this area. Like those are three very strange things. So Coleman was immediately drawn to the mention of this polka rock and how it was linked to Farm Street. So according to the Boston archives, Coleman said in a subsequent interview that he was fascinated by the fact that the area in which the demon was sighted had a high tradition of unexplained activity. And in the same area, you had three major legends going on. So you have the apparition of the devil on horseback, the tales of buried treasure, and then the Dover demon. And also, what a fucking mixed bag. I know. It's what kind of fun, right? Bag. We don't it's ever giving- have anything fun in Utah. No, there's that like one road where they're like, if you put your car in neutral, a ghost will push it, but it's actually just a fucking road going down yeah. a hill. Like we're all not come on. There is Mutton Hollow and Kay's Cross, but like they I think they like demolished the like satanic bullshit that was all there. Didn't um Ghost Adventures go? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will say that I tried to go there as a teenager and I could not make it past the fence because I was petrified. Ugh, you're such a little bitch. I know. Fucking life, man. So um, Lauren Coleman said that I think it certainly says something about this rock that it's almost as if there are certain areas that collect sightings almost in a magnetic way. And he theorized that the large geologic outcropping in the woods off Farm Street that the historian Smith called the Polka Stone might actually be a miswrite or a mistranslation of the Puka Stone, which is very prominent in fairy folk of Celtic folklore mm. so according to your irish.com reliable source yeah, i will say that like the puka stone there are so many different sources on there that i just picked what <laughs> i just picked one this yeah. one i did you don't have to dive for it if you want to look for it the american spelling is p-o-o-k-a the irish or celtic spelling is p-u-c-a um it's also like in a ton of other fuck it's like the flood to christianity like the puka stone is in like a ton of different um, translations Mm. so the meaning of puka is from the old irish word like that still looks like puka to me but with more hyphens in it which means goblin a puka is a shapeshifter that can take any form it chooses an important thing to always remember about a puka is that they have the power of human speech and when inclined make great sport of those they talk to as they like to embellish the truth. I just imagine a bunch of like 14 year olds in middle school wearing puka shell necklaces Same, and yeah. they're just like shapeshifters who lie and I'm like, mm, this checks out. That's why it looks Little- so like peachy blonde was because it had frosted <laughs> tips. <laughs> yeah. And in Ireland, the puka seems much like the boys who wear puka shells in high school. The most feared fairy possible because it appears only at night and enjoys creating havoc and mischief. Mm-hmm. This checks out. Listening to 98 Degrees. Yeah. And it's not, I should have said like much like the fairy and then inserted it there. Not calling dudes who wear puka shells fairies, but saying that they caused havoc and mischief. Those um, boys, you know, tomato, tomato. Well, you know, what they would do is I had absolutely no interest in them, but then they would be like, can I have your number? And then they would like, they're like an angler fish, man. Dangerous. 
Because you'd be like, yeah, and then they just would ask for your number, but then also never text. Um, I specifically remember boys with frosted tips and poke shell, ne- shell necklaces um, wearing like and one. You remember that brand and one shirts with the sleeves cut off? And they all thought they could dance, but they couldn't. And I remember being perplexed by it. The dancing that they would have was the kind where dudes would come up to the club and you would dance on them. That was like their dancing style, I felt. Um, it was it was a lot. It was, yeah. I got, I mean, I got unspoken beef with the puka, show, puka shell Still boys. too. Yeah. When it says they're goblins, I agree. Yeah. So, of course, this revelation of older history regarding the Dover Demon made Coleman interview the locals in the area to see if there were more sightings than just the three we've covered. And he was not surprised at all that the more he dug into the area, the more he heard about strange sightings in the woods of Dover. Some recall seeing a demon, and some thought it was just a hairless animal. But regardless, all the descriptions came back matching drawings of Bill and John. And these went back... A while. Um, Some of them are in the early 70s, like five years before the Dover Demon ever got popular. And there were even police reports, albeit they were never followed up upon because (laughs) the cops um, where people notified the police of the sightings, but they ended up just being dismissed completely. Sounds like everything in the 70s. Yeah. They're like, oh, maybe they just hitchhiked. Yeah. Um, They went to California. Yeah, they all went to California, you guys. No need to look into it. It's it's fine. It's fine. And, of course, um, these sightings were met pretty severely with backlash once the Dover Demon did get more popular. A lot of people figured that the teens from the 1977 sightings specifically were either drunk or mistaken, with most people believing that they saw a baby moose. Um, Oh, yeah. Totally the same thing. I... This one, sometimes I can be like, I can see it. I cannot fucking see a baby. There's no, there's no. And Bill Bartlett has been the most vocal to speak out against these explanations, claiming that while he and his friends were in search of beer that night, that he saw the Dover demon stone sober and went home because he was so freaked out. And he also made the claim that there is no way in hell that he is a local to the area and also like a teenager of the 70s and avid outdoorsman that he would ever confuse a baby moose for something other than a baby moose. And I would double down here. Like, I wouldn't say I'm an avid outdoorsman, but I also would not confuse a baby moose with anything other than a baby fucking moose. Because it is distinctly a baby moose. Yeah. And not a hairless sphinx rescue cat missing its ears and completely blind. Like, if someone put up Gollum from Lord of the Rings and a baby moose and were like, these are similar, I'd I'd have them committed right away. That's fair. They don't look alike. And Coleman even agreed. He said that to have a bipedal moose with Mm -hmm. long fingers and orange skin and no hair and no nose would be more of a phenomenon than the Dover demon itself. True. He's valid for that. 100%. And I do think it's, like, interesting, too. Um, almost that, like, the fact that sightings had been happening for so long in this area, like, back into, the, like, even the early 1900s of people seeing, like, weird things on Farm Street that – any other future sightings on Farm Street would be so easily dismissed because it was almost like known in that area that that spot specifically was 
either thin thin veiled or a portal or what have you, but it's I mean, it's a spot where stuff happened. What do you think? The these donuts aren't going to eat themselves. You know, what the cops don't have time to investigate. So it's a baby moose, Chelsea. It's a baby moose. It's got please let me go back to my desk and finish playing Sudoku. Yeah. Finish being mad that my wife doesn't love me. Yeah. Um and finally there is something that lends the most credibility to the Dover Demon in my opinion. So, four decades after the sightings in 1977, the retired assistant director of the Boston Museum of Science Planetarium was searching through archives for articles about the Dover Demon, just for funsies. And he came across not only one of the initial reports of the demon sightings, but also the subsequent visits of the men in black to the area shortly after. And he found these reports of the men in black in two different newspapers. The Daily Transcript, which reported it on August 30th, 1977, and the Needham Chronicle, which reported on August 31st, 1977. And according to the reports, these men in black were looking for Coleman specifically. Typical. Always looking, never finding. So they first went to a local school to see if the teenagers who had witnessed the demon could point them in the right direction of tracking Coleman down because he had come to the area and interviewed them all. Mm-hmm. And there was a woman there who gave the men Coleman's address, but they snitch ass. You know, you don't know nothing, you don't see nothing. Mm-hmm. And they never really tried to get in contact with them. They did take down the information, but the woman later recounted that the men were very sus. They dressed and behaved very strangely. Um, specifically, they wore all black leather motorcycle suits with white helmets and never took them off. <laughs> <laughs> um, these were just like some leather daddies who were yeah. like show me where COVID is yeah and they also kept their sh- arms like straight to their sides like barbies and never like moved them like in a natural way so if they needed to grab something they would like lift their arm up like a plastic barbie and like get it that way that's um, great they only spoke to her in monotone and before they left they told her that they worked for national geographic and warned her to never speak about the Dover Demon again. That just speaks to like the overall um, IQ level in Massachusetts at that time. That these motherfuckers are all weird, dressing in all leather, moving like a broken well, Ken doll. And they're like, it's fine. We work for National if, Geographic. And she's like, mm-hmm, yes, this yeah, checks out. Absolutely. If, if it only fucking happened once, Bish. But later in Ohio, the same freaking thing happened. One of Coleman's associates was visited by two of these men in black, same fucking motorcycle outfits, same mannerism, same warnings, down to the working at National Geographic, where they also said they wanted Coleman's information and to never speak about the Dover Demon again. I just, did no one look into the National Geographic? Did no one, like, (laughs) call National Geographic? They're like, hey, do you guys have two guys who wear motorcycle suits and white helmets and, like, all leather um, the inconvenience the of finding information in the 70s. I get yeah. why they wouldn't do it. The inconvenience of doing anything in the 70s. Let's keep it real. Like, how would you even, would National Geographic be listed in a phone book? You fucking bet it is. No, Absolutely. you'd have to get like a National Geographic magazine. No. You'd have to write them a letter. 
The secretary would read it, decide if she wanted to pass it on to her boss, and then it would get misplaced, and then they would send you a postcard saying, thank you You are giving very much police departments in the same state, but different counties who refuse to share the notes about a serial killer. That's That's what you're giving right now. That's why they didn't follow up. That's why they were just like, yeah, okay, here's Coleman's address, social security number. This is where he lives. Bye. Like, they were not suspicious of these dudes at all. They were like, yeah, it's a little weird, but that's like, they left it at that. (sighs) I need you to stop excusing. I'm not, I'm just saying that's why they did it. Like, work. That's why they did it. I wouldn't have done it. I would have, because I care about integrity. No, I would have, I would have been like, do these guys, I wouldn't, I would have been a dog with a bone if some guy in a full, motorcycle outfit came to me with Barbie arms and told me not to talk about the Dover demon anymore. I would also not speak to that person. So, and if somebody asked for your address, I would first of all say, I don't know your address because I don't, because I'm a normal fucking human who doesn't memorize where people live. Yeah. And, uh, also like, don't give out people's personal information. Yeah. No, the friends were as re- the friends are also just as guilty as the men. Yeah. These motherfuckers are. doxing him. They're doxing him. 1970s yeah. version. Yeah, and then these guys probably signed him up for – probably didn't even sign him up for National Geographic. No, they probably Nothing signed him up for it. the military. They were like, LOL, yeah. we have that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what they did. What? When was Vietnam? Everyone's going to be so mad. Was that the 60s? Before, yeah. yeah. It's hard to, like, keep dates. Vietnam was, was 1955 to 1975. Yeah, 1975. So, so it was over and had been over for, like, two years. Which war was in the late seventies? There, we had to have been in a war. Ah, violence in Middle East and Egypt and. I mean, we were technically in the Cold War until ninety-one. Perfect. So they signed him up to just be scared of Russia. (laughs) So Coleman Uh. wrote a book about these strange encounters, but he doesn't really know what to make of them because nothing came of them. Like it was just two friends accounting for very weird experiences decades apart. So the book is just a series of sentences with question marks? Yeah. Well, the book (laughs) is specifically about the Dover demon. Um, But he talks about the men in black coming to Dover a few weeks after the sightings occurred. So some people are just like, oh, these are just X-Files nerds with nothing to do. But X-Files weren't fucking around in the 70s. And I think we all know better. Like, I don't ever really discount the weirdness of the men in black because yeah. it's so well documented. Like, you can say, like, the Dover demon is an alien or a cryptid. Um, you can think they're one and the same. But we do know they're concluding there are two things about the Dover demon that we know for sure. One, the witnesses were credible. Um, and two, we don't necessarily know what the Dover demon is. Nobody really agrees to what it could be because it just kind of disappeared. Like it's very similar to the Flatwoods monster. Some people say that they've seen it um, since then, but true substantial sightings have not occurred since 1977. Yeah. I was going to say the real question is, does the town of Dover have a statue or cryptid gift shop? Like that's the real tried and true mark of a cryptid in your town. As if people are capitalizing on it. Yeah, they. This guy does have a museum, a cryptid museum, but it is, is it just like Maine. out of his garage? Though I hope so. They have a gift shop, but it's like really ex- 
I couldn't afford anything in there. Um, but no, he has a, a museum. I think that if you do like Dover Demon, Massachusetts, let's look. I don't know if they embraced it as well as the Flatwoods monster embraced it. Um, well, yeah, that's because it's like one of the top five revenue generating things in, oh, you know, the Appalachia. Have, yeah, they do have like a tiny little statue based off of Bill's drawing. Oh, God, Bill's the worst drawing of them all. Well, look at how oh, cute it is, Oh, my God, this is the worst statue I've ever seen. Are you looking at the I, peach one? The yes, one? I am. That looks like it's in front of a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh. It's kind of cute, really. Oh, I my would, God. You know how you bought me that, the Fresno Nightcrawler, like, little plushie? Yeah. Like, I'm getting the same cutesy energy from this. Like, I would take this. I would let someone buy that for me. The With those little jewel eyes. It's disgusting. The it energy looks like the Sableye Pokemon without ears. No, don't, dis, don't, 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 don't you dare bring him into this. But it's like, it, how can I explain this? It's giving roadside attraction on a deserted freeway as you're driving across the country vibes. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's very it's, cute. It is. I don't know if I'd say that. I I say cute. It is just giving zero effort. I just, you know, show up. You know it's, what I mean? We need more cheeked up Mothman fucking statues or yeah. cryptids. Not this bubblegum shit. There are kind of creepier like renditions out there that where it's like in the black and white. The Dover Demon, I'm pretty sure everyone's seen the picture of it that's, like, pretty popular. Just no kind of floating around of scary things. No one has Well, seen let it. me send it to you first. This is very um, – I've seen it everywhere on the internet, but I do agree. You are on different parts of the internet. Yeah, I do agree with that. I would say everyone has seen that. This picture is um, – it's like, oh, my God, that one video that we were talking about from early YouTube with the guy in the wheelchair – uh, rubber Johnny. Rubber Johnny. Yeah, it does have that. Um, it's the glowing eyes and then that like greenish gray wash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not as in love with it as I am like the Fresno Nightcrawlers, but, and maybe it's just because like the X, we don't really know what it is in less of a fun way of like, we know what the Fresno Nightcrawlers look like, but and also, like, the Flatwoods Monster. It just doesn't have, like, the same appeal to me here, and I don't know why. Um, I did try to find different explanations for what people do think it is. And pararational.com said what they think is it's either a lost alien scout or an interdimensional traveler. But I would argue that those are the same thing. I also got very Hopskinville, Kentucky Goblin Attack vibes from it. Those are actually what sable eyes are based off of are the hopskinville goblins mm. um but this area is about six to seven hundred miles away from kentucky but it still sits in a region of the united states where we do get the best cryptid sightings but yeah regardless locals in the area still report seeing weird shit on or like feeling weird or odd or sick on farm street to this day um i think it'd be cool to go more into like the puka stone in like a future yeah more like fairies episode. and shit yeah because that's that stuff scares me because it's very missing 411 i think mm -hmm. where 
because it's another thing that I noticed in the research was that it was like, oh, the Dover demon sightings were near water, which is part of the missing Fort Well on Rubick. It was near geographical anomalies, which would be like the Puka Stone, um, the high strangeness that comes in the area of weird sightings. The fact that it was like an overcast, um, foggy night when they saw it. And the fact that people were feeling physically ill. But they didn't have any of the other things. Like, people didn't necessarily disappear who witnessed it. But we don't know what other people, like, maybe people did disappear in the area. And it just was dismissed by the shitty police department who lived there. Yeah, because this was the 70s and no one did their job. Yeah, so. I mean, I would be interested in the the Puga Rock because there's like a whole entire era of cryptids that are like from Massachusetts or like the mm-hmm. New England East Coast area. So I, f- you know, it's all going to be connected. High strangeness is always yeah. connected. And even just like the, like it was seen scuttling on stone walls. So even like, if you look up like the Puka walls now, you'll see a lot of it is just like stone walls which is what it was seen scuttling upon. Like it could have just been like a very thinly veiled area. Um, But I think it's fascinating. I think it comes, I'm, I was less, I think the reason why I had a hard time with the Dover demon was I was immediately less interested in the Dover demon and more interested in the Puka stone. But at that point we were six pages into research. Yeah. I also will say that if they had maybe done a better job with their cryptid display, um, I was just <laughs> yeah, pro. You didn't like how it was demon. marketed. No, I did not. And which is fair, because like the Fresno Nightcrawlers, I think, are just terrifying in the sense that they show up. On they are footage. literally the opposite of terrifying, but go off. Well, I love the mystery behind it with the Dover Demon. Um, I don't know. I just don't get the. I just am I missing the pizzazz, bitch. It didn't do anything. It just made people spooked out, and no one gives a fuck about that. I yeah, want like, death and disappearances. At least with the yeah, exactly. At least with like the Mothman, um, the tragedy or like the injured cold sightings that happened with the Flatwoods monster. There were disturbances in the landscape there was like residue left behind yeah. but people got physically sick when they saw one it. motherfucker maybe got a boo-boo belly because he looked at the dover demon who knows even yeah so i still think it's interesting like i feel like it is a more popular cryptid i see it all the time but i do agree we are on different parts of the internet I yeah, bitch. would rather see a Dover demon than a Fresno Nightcrawler. I would be much more terrified of the Fresno That's the difference between you and I, love. You would rather see it. You would be less scared of the, the Dover demon. The sweatpants? Are you fucking kidding pants? me? Yeah. Haunted pants Give me the scary. little demon all day. Mm. You're insane. The demon is way less scary than the haunted pants. The haunted pants are not scary at all. This is yeah, your you, fucking dent in your brain talking right now. No, this is like your boner for the devil, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't like pants, admit it. Yeah, that's actually you called me on it. That's what um, it I actually don't like pants either, but I will say that like the your sweatpants. I find the visual the visual of the Fresno Nightcrawler is much more disturbing than the dover demon because the dover demon looks like Gollum, or it looks like a chupacabra or it looks like a weird little scuttle alien and what do what does the fresno nightcrawler look like Dude, all i can compare him to are haunted pants but i have no other rubric for comparison 
other than haunted pants. It's okay. You have brain rot. It's fine. Okay. Well, if I can't explain it other than haunted pants, there's something wrong. The Dover Demon, I can explain it a million different ways. It's like the logic. I see you trying to make the connections. It just doesn't make sense to me. I just cannot describe. It's okay. You want to support the sweatpants and I get it. It's fine. I do. They're the best cryptid ever. You point a better cryptid. If, if we were doing a, what are those called? When you start out like a A bracket, a bracket. If we're doing a bracket, I do think that the Dover, you want to do a cryptid bracket. We should, because I think the Dover Demon would be out in the first round. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would like to see the Swift Runner Wendigo up against the Haunted Pants, though, for sure. Because they Those both Haunted got... Haunted Pants are getting fucking beat down, Yeah, dog. no, I don't know. What's it gonna eat, man? It craves you flesh. Ca- the Haunted Pants have done nothing but just walk around. Dude. You want to know, they walk around with that big dick energy that I need out of a <laughs> where they just don't give a fuck. They will oh show God. up in front of God in the internet. I do wonder, though, I think Mother Teresa could take out the Wendigo. Absolutely, because she's a demon. Let's make a bracket. Let's make a cryptid bracket. Okay. I'm going to look up bracket generators. Is that easy? Oh, but don't do it now. We'll, we'll give do this it to them later. We'll give this to them as a Patreon. We'll do our bracket. We'll okay. do our bracket next week. Okay. Oh, we can just set up like a single elimination. Well, cause we'll we'll do it like I'll have my teams, you'll have your teams, and then we'll like fight them. I let's okay. Let's just. You don't love these cryptids in the way that I do, so you're just going off of raw face appeal. We need a bracket that considers their soul. You are on crack. No. 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 You go, you do bracket based <laughs> off of like the actual damage that they've done in real life. Dude, and what so about your the pants, Belness faces? Your fucking though? pants, bitch. They ain't doing like, shit. The Belness faces dick. are scary. We're not going over fight quality. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, we're not My going God. over who's going to scrap. We're going in like a bracket of like ominous presence i want an ominous presence bracket like the belmez faces aren't gonna do shit but i dare say that their their presence is way more intimidating than like fairy stones you know well maybe not fairy stones are pretty fucking scary you know what i mean like the belmez faces aren't gonna they can't box anybody i mean technically they're concrete so if you tried to box it you'd lose yeah but like also <laughs> jackhammer it you know what i mean that's true sledgehammer it up so see this is the point of the bracket <laughs> you, and that's all i'm saying though is we're not going over fight we're going over ominous presence is it strength who has the most ominous presence okay. because the flatwoods monster it could probably scrap because it has like the armor coating but i'm not as scared of it because it's just fancy alien dress monster that's yeah it's just a drag yeah. alien yeah it's fair. Whereas, imagine the, <laughs> I'm going to keep making a case no. for those night crawlers. Imagine them scissor kicking through the no. air. <laughs> no. You yeah. kick them in the crotch. You kick them straight <laughs> in the dick. Ain't no, no fucking way. There is nothing ominous about that. Well, we'll leave it for the bracket. All right. Okay, let's get the fuck out of here. Do you want to plug our stuff? Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot. Um, I'm at Noel Fane. That is at Sith Lord. We are at Go to Hell Podcast. You can find us on 
Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and if you're looking for the specifics, check out our bios for the link tree, which will take you directly to our Discord server, our private Facebook group, it'll link to our merch site, it'll link to Kelly Holloran or Wildwood Owl on Etsy, where she sells stickers, pins, and a few of our super fucking dope, super fucking cool bandanas. Shouts out, there's only a few few left. Um, if you are a fan of the cryptid stories or biblically accurate angels, check out the bandana. It's so fucking sick. Um, and of course, you can listen to us on anywhere where podcasts are heard. And it is news now that you can rate us on Spotify. So go ahead and do that too. While you're there, just give us good reviews everywhere. And the one that's so near and dear to my heart is the link to our Patreon, which you can find in our link tree from our bios. And that is a dollar. Gets you in the door. You get new episodes every week. Um, Don't tell anyone about the shit we talk on there because it is a lot of shit talking, period. Um, But yeah, that's... There it is. And, uh, you know, speaking of demons, hail Satan. Uh, I'm going to say this so fast and then cut you off so, like, my finger is hovering. Um, (sighs) The hell of Fresno Nightcrawlers! (laughs) 